Hey everybody, just wanted to let you know that we had some audio problems with this episode, but it is a good episode and you should listen. Alright, bye. Welcome to Looking for the Ocean, a Pixar journey, where we talk about everything Pixar has ever made and what it means to us. I am Mark Young, I am joined as always by Danny Vincent, and today we are joined by a very, very special guest, Grace Nowak. Grace, how are you doing today? Doing so good. I'm so happy to be here. We are so happy that you are here. So we're very glad. Everybody, yeah, I might sound a little rushed because we're trying to (laughs) record this episode before Discord crashes. And also, a little behind the scenes magic. This episode was cursed. (laughs) This was a cursed episode. We've had to reschedule it a billion times for totally good reasons. And then, just as we were getting on tonight, we had to, we did not have a guest. Um, basically, the moment we were about to record, and I messaged Grace, and Grace was available. So Grace is coming in here, just coming in fresh, and here we are. So That's Grace, okay. thank you so much for being on. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think I have an appropriate amount of credentials. Uh, I worked at an you amusement do. park. I was one of the ride operators at Kings Island in Mason, Ohio for four years. So I kind of know how these nice. work. And growing up, I was really good at Disney Trivial Pursuit because I like Disney movies. So Nice. Have you ever been to the, uh, have you been to Disney World or Disneyland? So I've been to Disney World in Florida and I've been to Disneyland in Paris. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. I've not been to yeah, Paris. I heard... <laughs> oh, what ages were you when you went to those? Yeah, when I one? went to Paris, I was 18 years old. And then when I went to Florida, I was 20, 22. Recently. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then you're, you're yeah. way more updated on Ivor these than me. The last time I went to Ivor was probably when I was. 13, 12, I don't know. Uh, at the old, I, I guess would be 15 at the oldest, probably 14 would be the last time. And you got to go back. They really up the Star Wars land, and it's pretty rad. <laughs> I know that my whole thing was always, and I think I've actually said this on the podcast before, but I'll say it again, is that I've always had this attitude where it's like, you know, you always want to go back, and they're always like, well, we're building Avatar Land. Okay, I want to wait for that. Oh, well, as soon as Avatar Land's built. Oh, wait, well, we're building Star Wars place. Oh, okay, I want to wait for that. Oh, we're making Avengers. Oh, well, then I should wait for... You know, it's this constant, like, we're adding new stuff. It's like, what the wrong... But, yeah, I really should just get back and not be like, well, there's always going to be new stuff, because there is always yeah. going to be new stuff. For me, the stars just really aligned, and I went on someone else's dime for the last time nice. that I went, so it was just perfect opportunity. That is really nice. Well, so- before... Oh, sorry, Mark. You go. You go ahead, Mark. I think you're doing the same thing that I'm doing. I was going to ask, how do we want to tackle all of this? Because normally, of course, so you may have gathered, we're doing an episode on Pixar at Disney Parks. And normally we would talk about shorts or a movie, and it would just be one thing. We have so many things to talk about. And Danny, you look like you have an idea about how to talk about it. Well, first, I want to... Add one thing that I, because I was listening to last week's episode because we're recording this so close to it, and we kept asking, why is our fifty-first episode our year anniversary? Why didn't we plan this better? And I did figure it out. It was because originally we numbered our first episode as zero, so that way this one would be our fiftieth episode, and then we forgot about that reasoning, and so we just fixed the numbering, and then we're like, that's why we're on here for fifty-one. I wanted to clarify well, that. 
Honestly, that messes me up because your other reason was that we skipped a week and that's why it was 51 and not 52. I don't know if that makes sense. I get what you're because saying. of the way the numbering works, but like, I don't know. This this is the this is the year anniversary episode you all get, people. Now it's coming to you cursed, misnumbered. We last don't have to go guest, through. Who's, who's fantastic? Yeah. By the way, I was gonna say we don't have to go through all of our guest introduction stuff because Grace, I'll be honest. Now that you're on, we I immediately want to have you back on because this was a very last minute thing. But I do still want to ask you before we talk about the parks, what do you think about Pixar like as a brand? We don't need to go into like movies and stuff. No, I really go into it just like with a really high expectation for how the movie is going to go. I haven't been disappointed by Pixar in a really long time. And especially with like Disney parks theming, it's not a big high thrill. I like a good high thrill amusement park. That's not what it is. It's like you walk in and you know that every corner of the park is going to be themed based on what it's about. That's really what they do best. I 100% agree. I am so, you have no idea how glad I am that you're here. <laughs> because Mark and I have had a couple, couple parks episodes so far where I've been, I fight for it and Mark's like, I don't get it. So Are you I, just I'm like very glad Disney you're parks here. or like parks in general? Well, I'm more about like, I just never was big into theme parks as a kid. Like I went to Six Flags and they do all the DC characters branding, but that just was never the appeal to me. Like, I just like to go on roller coasters. And I think I mentioned this in another episode. It just it just felt kind of weird seeing characters that I had other associations with in a new context. You know, now they're like, oh, they're part of a ride. It just it makes them seem kind of silly, I guess. But I, that's, I mean, where, I, that's where Disney just does it the best, because I also feel like. Like, I was walking around Universal, and Universal, like, Harry Potter World, and some of it's awesome, but you walk through um, the, like, Marvel part, or whatever, the superhero part they have, and it just looks like they got the costumes at a discount dollar store. Like, it just doesn't bring in any of that to life, but the Disney parks, I think it just, like, it brings all the magic right in front of your face. Nobody's out of, like, character. Even the workers who are just working the rides are always on it. I just love that dedication to, like, like they, they take you in the corner and they said, you better keep you better keep the theming or else. And I just, like, I, I love that. Well, I think, I think part of the appeal to me is also, like, I do like, like, state fairs. And I kind of <laughs> like the rough carniness of something like that. <laughs> And I mean, maybe this is just my inexperience because I will say between like having these opinions and then watching all the videos to prep for this episode, I did actually see some things that I was really blown away by. So yeah, like what? You know, I don't. I still. Well, I mean, maybe we'll get into it. Just like some of the, I I really was blown away by like the technical achievements of some of these rides. They're crazy, um, man. They're totally crazy. Some of the stuff. Yeah, and some of it looks a little cheaper, and some of it just works a little bit better. But I, we'll we'll get into the specifics of those later on. But Danny, you, what were you saying? Oh, I was just gonna say I literally saw this thing on Twitter maybe a day or two ago where it was like a viral. You know, I I'm stupid. I clicked the for you tab on Twitter. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I saw this thing where it was like this Baymax ride is one of the best rides at this Disney park. And it's only because of the ride operators. And I clicked it and I was like, it's one of, one thing you're going to hear about me talking about these rides is that a lot of them are kind of just carnival rides that are like skinned to like look Disney. 
And this Baymax ride is, like, one of them that's like that. But, like, you watch it, this video, and literally, like, the ride operator is, like, dancing along to it. And, like, everyone in line is cheering on the cards and dancing. While it's literally just, like, a scramble ride. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, that looks legit. You know? It's it's 100%, like, you have to be in the mood, like, be in the mood for it. And the thing at Disney is, like, I don't think I've... When I went, which, granted, last time was a long time ago, I don't think I've ever had, like, a bad experience with an employee there. Which oh. is... A lot. That's so. what the guests are paying for, and that's what they eat up. Like, you, if a ride operator blows you out of the water, they're going to be eating out of the palm of your hands. I agree with that on, yeah. like, a personal level, but I just, I also know <laughs> that, like, I mean, I can, like, expect that from me as an employee, but I find it hard to, like, expect that from people who are doing that service to me, you know? Do you? I, I don't. I don't know. I just. <laughs> We're just kind of like Mark. What, what? Well, no. I'm just like I don't know, man. Like people can have good days and bad days. I feel. I just. Not at Disney World. You call off. You're having a bad day. Well, maybe, no, and then kidding. you lose I mean, a ton of money. But I don't know, Grace. You've actually done this, so like I don't know what you're. I was to say the the biggest guest. So when I was working in ride operation, I worked at a roller coaster that was paired with a flat ride, which is a flat ride is stays on the ground. It does. It's not like a roller coaster. So I worked at the mm-hmm. swing ride, like the swings that go up, spin, and then come back down. Mm-hmm. And I got the most guest compliments from spieling. That's what they call when you're like interacting with guests while they're on the ride, or like the go spiel is like, "Here's how you stay safe. Have a good ride." Just spieling like that. And the biggest guest compliments I would get was the days when I like went above and beyond. So like a call and response, like doing the SpongeBob theme song, kids ate that up. If it's a full ride or like clapping their hands, like everybody clap your hands and then clapping their hands. Um, Those are when I got the best reviews come back to me. And when I got the most responses of, oh, we had an awesome time. Thanks for doing that for us. Rather than just pressing the go button, Mm -hmm. sitting there and watching the ride. Just, just so we get out of the way, so I'm not tempted to ask for it the entire episode. Can I have your welcome back, riders? How was your ride? Uh, yeah. Um, well, actually, can I do my opening spiel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Zephyr. For your safety and the safety of those around you, please keep all arms, legs, hands, and feet to yourself. Also, there is no kicking, twisting, or turning in your seats at any time. Thank you, and enjoy your ride on the Zephyr. So, is nice. was that, like, the expected <laughs> level where you worked or was that something that you brought to it that is what they wanted it wasn't super well enforced like you were rewarded for going above and beyond by your superiors or by people around they were like yeah do that but there were people who did it just because they it wasn't it wasn't as desired of a job as say working at disney is Mm -hmm. so you don't more people that are just there for the job that didn't feel the need to do that I got you. Wasn't a requirement. Well, that's how I get in summer at my job. It's very much like uh, you all, everyone else. Well, maybe I'm more, maybe I'm a bit more bowling about. It. I'm like everyone's lame if they don't want to sing these damn songs with the kids. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I but I also would say um, I don't know Mark's experience. I haven't been to Kings Island, but I know I've been to like Cedar Point and other like six. You know, I've been to Six Flags, but like I know isn't Cedar Point like ran by the same parent company? Mm-hmm. So I think I get. I think I know. The vibe you're talking about, I've definitely, even though I haven't worked there, I've definitely dealt with some people there who've just been like, just buckle it up, man. <laughs> I'm like, I can't find the seatbelt or stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. 
stuff no, like and that, sometimes you know? it's not really that hard to find a seatbelt, so I don't feel bad for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't like it when people are, like, rude to other people. This is kind of one of those oh, yeah. weird, we all understand how communication works kinds of things. So it's like, you know it when you see it. It's just... I don't like people being rude to people. I just don't know. Some people some people really buy into the, like, I'm going to be super fun and cool, and this is part of my job. And then other people are just there to be like, I am not going to be rude to you, but I am just kind of here to press a button. And I don't want to, I don't want to take anything away from those people if it's not, like, part of the understanding when you go there. And I guess that's how it is when you go to Disney and when it's like, oh, you have to be this level of engaging and cool whenever you're talking with people. But I don't know. This all comes totally. from like working in other other jobs where it's like this interactive not like a pre-ride spiel thing, but just a lot of like pumping up crowds and stuff and it's just like, I don't know, man. I come with a certain level of energy and I maybe I know that my coworker is like just lost a ton of money or something like that and then I never want to like rat them out to the boss or anything like that but I don't know it certainly is better when you're high energy and you can pump people up but I don't know I come in with uh, a lot and of I'd say like the only the only caveat to that is that like if that's not your bag if that's like not your bag doing that is there's so many other departments to work in that pay just as much where you don't have to interact with people like that that I'm yeah. like why are you doing, why is this the one you chose? Or like, there's different rides. Like there's rides where you barely interact with anyone. There's a, there's a dark ride where you press a button and they get like zoomed out there. You interact with them for like 10 seconds and you can make fun of them. But like, it's so transferable that like, if it's not your bag, it's so easy to get out of. I appreciate that perspective. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's well, yeah. Right. Okay. So I I was just checking and I see that Mark did send it. Uh, so you have the notes of the rides, right, Grace? And yes. I know Mark does too. Yes. All right. So I think the obvious thing to do would just be let's go through these in order. If you don't have anything to say about it, that's fine. Some of these rides literally have nothing to say about. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, but if you feel free to chime in, if you're like, oh, this is a a balloon ride type ride, and this is why those are good or bad or anything like that. You know, I wrote little blurbs about everything. So with the exception of Turtle Talk with Crush and Monster Floor, because I've been to those and I have memories of those from when I was a child and I don't want them ruined by the Internet. <laughs> so I'm going to say some of these, I can't read the full. Oh, wait, if I hover over it, it shows me a picture. Well, some of I them do. are YouTube videos, but then there's another document that has Danny's notes on it and they're separate yeah, documents that's, that's my... because Danny made a separate document without the YouTube They're notes! Link. They're meant to be notes for me to fight you with. Twin uh, says um, I need to request my... access and oh my... the... I think that is Danny's notes. Oh my god, the valuable one. Well, my, my notes private. are just my notes. It's just gonna be what I... My notes aren't that good. It's literally like Flicks Flyers, cute simple carnival ride. I like the music. Design seems tendential to a bug's life. I guess I should have put images of everything. Well, I don't know. Just, here, let me let me see if I can share, make that available here. I just okay, remember I can... coasters a lot Sorry. better than I remember other rides. Definitely. Well, well me too. Yeah, bad news. I think there's like two coasters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are more than just two coasters. Oh no! There I like know. Five I think the rock and roller coaster. Tommy? Oh wait, yeah, you're right. You're right. There are there are a couple more. Mm -hmm. Just there's a good bit. The best one I think is in Paris. Really? 
Well, yeah, we will, what is it? I am not super sure what the name is, but it's the, the Crush Turtle Coaster. And you said the turtle ah. shell and it like rotates as you go through it. It's pretty rad. It goes inside and outside. Yeah, my note on that one is, oh. ooh, I wish I could. Are you reading? <laughs> Do you have the no. mark give you access? I just no. posted the oh, one access. with the right access, I think. The beginning of my note is O, so that's why I kept thinking you were reading my oh. note. <laughs> no. That's why I was Sorry, confused. I was, Sorry. I was responding to what you said. Okay, all good. Yeah, my, my note is like, I wish I could ride this ride. Uh, it's really I never, good. Yeah, because like, my thing here is, my big disappointment with these rides in general is Monsters, Inc. is a movie that comes with a ride in the movie that's perfect to be made. There are multiple Monsters, Inc. rides. Not a single one of them is a roller coaster where you ride on the doors, which is crazy to me. I don't know how that is not the first thing they did when they made Monsters, Inc. But then the Crush Coaster comes along and it's like, oh, of course, the EAC for a roller coaster. That makes so much sense. And it looks like it's good. And it was also made in 2007, which is pretty close to the movie. So I was impressed by that, too. And I wish it was in English. <laughs> I never noticed. I wish this was in English because I don't understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I thought, I just remember going through the ride because this is when I was 18 that I went there. And okay. theming was great. The thing I remember most were the birds that said, Mike, Mike, Mike. They were like right before you get on the ride. And it was a wild kind of, I always think, oh, a lot of dark rides have the same, dark ride means like, um, like Toy Story Mania. It's yeah. dark on the inside, and you like shoot screens, or you like look at screens with all those dark rides. And I always think it's wild when it has the dark ride format of the shells keep moving almost, like they're on a uh, like a turntable, but it's a roller coaster. And I'm like, how do you keep kids from falling in the track? I remember thinking that when I was looking at it, I was like, this is wild. But I mean, like they have was- stops right before they go in. But it's just like is a thing like a, a mechanism that just keeps moving. And I think that's I always think that's wild when it comes to roller coasters and not like rides that stay on the ground all the time. Cause I'm like, how do you keep this moving without people dying? Mm-hmm. It, can you remember if the so okay, so we watched videos of all these rides, right? Yes. Um unfortunately the crush coaster ride is pretty much pitch black for half the ride. So yeah. the video is just you hear screaming. Um do you remember if that area is it kind of like a wild mouse track type of thing? Like that type of you know what I mean? Like Yeah, a, that, that's the vibe. Um okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the vibe. So same kind of concept going around turn, turn uh, going around corners and the shell turns as you go. So yeah. Yeah. I call them rat trap rides. That makes um, sense, yeah. But like mouse trap same same thing. Same deal. Like, well, we have the Dark Knight coaster here that's so bad. I'm always terrified on it that I'm going to hit my head on like the piping. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt the same way when I was on um, when I was at Disney World and I was on the oldest ride that they have in Space Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Oh yeah. Um, I'm like, am I going to die? Because everything seems so close. Yeah. Like Mark, I don't know if you'd be able to ride it. You might be above the height limit. Maybe I. Yeah, I, I was reading before we got on about how there's like there's something designed so that you know if you're under the height limit you're at the very top then it's designed to like make you feel like you're gonna hit it but then you never really do. Um, yeah, probably. Well, what I was gonna say was um, the Space Mountain ride is definitely the. Um, I think this happens at a lot of places, but this was very special because 
Okay. When I went to Disneyland, when I was like six or seven, whenever it was, we figured out the math in next week's episode that we already recorded. So you'll find out when I went then. Um, but I remember Space Mountain being totally terrifying to me. And then when I went back when I was 13 or 14 to Disney World, I just remember being like, that was like what terrified, like completely made me. Because I don't think it, it, it is kind of hard to see, but it's not like invisible, right? I just don't I like how everything is feels so close. Yeah, I agree. That that is like that's what I hate about those type of indoor rides where it's still a roller coaster, and it's like there was another one at um not Asbag, it was a toboggan ride, but Cedar Point used to have Disaster Transport, which also would just be like I don't like how close I am to things in here. I just don't like being indoors. It's claustrophobic if I'm going like. 40 miles an hour? I was going to say 70, but it's probably more like 40. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but no, the Crush Coaster did really look like... That was one where I was like very positive. And now you guys can all see all my notes. But I was very positive on the Crush Coaster from the video, even though I have not ridden it, even though it looked very fun. Yeah, I think I um, was pretty positive on all of the coasters for these. They were the ones that really blew me away because they combined, to me, the best animatronic parts of all of these dark rides with... The excitement of a roller coaster i just felt like everything else was meant to be kind of a slow break from the big coaster rides or danny you've talked about this just a way for the parents to kind of relax with their kids after doing something else you know well if i might talk about another coaster then the coaster that to me was very disappointing in this mm-hmm. is the incredible i loved the incredible coaster even no, though i haven't been let on me it. let me explain let me explain let me explain. First off, the Incredicoaster originally was California Screaming, which I rode back when I was seven years old, and it traumatized me forever going on a launch ride for like mm, 10, 12 years. Because <laughs> my, my dad told me it was just a normal wooden roller coaster, and then I went on it, and it terrified me. I was too young for that to be... No, let me rephrase. If I was told that was going to happen, it would have been different, right? If I went on that knowing it was going to happen, I would have been like, yeah, that's fun. But no, I was thrown on that, terrified, not... My other thing, though, which is more related to the Pixarness of this, is I think the theming on this, and okay, the story behind the theming of this is basically they were told incredibly close to the, like, I think like a year prior, that, hey, next month, next year we want to open up a Pixar pier, make the Incredicoaster, like, make it Incredibles themed, or make it Pixar themed. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I don't, I I think the Incredibles deserve better than an overlay. (laughs) Because this is like the only Incredibles ride they have anywhere. I also just don't think it really makes much sense story-wise. Which I know is something where it's like, where's the logic here? It's a, it's a theme park ride. But also, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. is There's another ride there, which we can talk about after we talk about the Incredicoaster. But another ride in Pixar appears the Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind. I feel like Emotional Roller Coaster is more of a phrase people use. And I feel like if you just... That was my first thought. I was like, Inside Out, I think, would make more sense for this. I just feel like the incredible stuff is very tacked on. And I know it is literally tacked on. Like, I know that it's the entire thing that happened there. But it's just, it is a, it's probably a good ride. I haven't ridden it since I was six and I was traumatized. Someday I will ride it again. I just felt like, you know, you, I don't know. 
because that was the actually in this whole list of videos that was the first roller coaster that i actually watched i was kind of impressed by it and the thing that impressed me is that during the lift portion they take you inside a tunnel which in my ignorance i have never seen before and it just tickled me so much that there was like an entertaining part of the ride before the ride began that i was like "Ooh, this is new and exciting so maybe it's subpar if you're you know accustomed to this kind of thing <laughs> but i i don't know it had a loop it had some pretty fun a loop scared and... me too i didn't know there was a loop on it my dad took me on that ride he's like don't worry it's just a normal roller coaster no no loops no launches yeah. he lied may, to me. I, yeah lied to you on both ends <laughs> It was traumatic. <laughs> Although I did, I, I rode a loop ride pretty soon after that. Not not that trip, but I like loop rides. I've always liked loop rides. Mm-hmm. Um, but launches scared me. But I did get to ride the Dragster before they closed it forever. Yeah. Oh, top thrill. Yeah, Sweet top baby. thrill. I've ridden it a good couple of times. We always wanted a I rollback. I I only ridden it once. Did not get a rollback. Because the thing to me is, even though I like launch rides, I'm more a guy at um, Cedar Point who will go to Millennium and ride that as many times as I can, or Magnum. I prefer those types of rides than launch rides. When was the last time you were now. there? Last year when Ma- uh, Dragster was closed. But I rode Magnum me, like... You're telling me you don't sprint to Steel Vengeance? Okay, so last time was the first time I rode Steel Vengeance. Um, because before last time, I hadn't been since whenever before Steel Vengeance opened. If I go back, yes, I will rush to Steel Vengeance. But the day I went, the lines were way too long. I was not going to go on that one again when, you know, it had been like five years since I've been to Cedar Point. And it's like, I want to hit the, the good ones over. Like, the, all the good ones I want to hit. Um, I sprinted that, that Maverick. Yeah, I was going to say, Maverick also is a super long line. But Maverick's really great. Maverick, Maverick sucks, though, when you're in line. And it dies, like, half the time when you're in line for it. Also, but, I just, I got to loop back around to the launch uh, thing. Uh, it's yeah. called a launch tunnel, and th- a lot of launch rides have a tunnel. The majority do. Well, there's. Is it's it like it's um, not like a. It doesn't start with like a launch, like a track where you like accelerate. It. I just mean like it, it when you're going up that hill slowly. It has a tunnel. Am I ta- Am I oh. talking about a different thing or? No, I thought you were talking about like a launch tunnel. Like it launches right away into a tunnel that goes into a ride. I'm like, most of them have that. Oh no, no, like no, a... no! Yeah, like I think it has a. Yeah, okay. the roller coaster has a chain lift, and then it has a launch later on. Yeah, which oh. in this version they put dash there. Yeah, I remember see, right. You know, maybe I should serve you. I'm sorry, I don't know this ride. Never no, mind. you're fine. You're fine. I thought. I thought we were saying no, there's not okay. usually you're... a tunnel when there's a when there's like a a launch, and I'm like. A lot of them have tunnels when it launches right away. That's why it's called a launch Don't worry. tunnel. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fact-checking right now. I got I got the YouTube link open. Hopefully it doesn't crash my computer again. No, no, no. <laughs> I just meant that, like, I imagine when you're going up that hill, part of the appeal sometimes is, like, being able to look out over the whole park because of the height. Mark, this is a launch, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It, yeah, Mark, this is a launch. It has both. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm launching it right now. It opens with a launch into a tunnel. When, I can promise you this is the but launch there's into a, a tunnel. Point, there are two points, and I I just watched this, where you go up a hill slowly, <laughs> and you're like going through a tunnel, and I just, I don't know, I thought that was cool because you're just... Okay, yes, a, there are other tunnels on the ride, but the initial one is a launch I'm, I'm You I'm know saying. what? Even if I use the wrong words, I'm pretty positive on these tunnels. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. No, I see what you're saying. Okay. It opens with a launch... 
And then later on, when Elastigirl's trying to grab Jack-Jack, it becomes a chain lift for a little bit to pull you over that tunnel. So I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, okay. I'm t- I'm, we're okay. all, like, confused about the beginning and ending and the the order of things, <laughs> but yes. No, I'm, I'm just saying, when I was watching this video and I saw that, like, opening thing where it's like, here's the thing before the launch, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I have, like, strong PTSD memories of this, <laughs> of this viewpoint mm-hmm. before I got launched and I didn't know what was happening. So you hadn't been on anything but, that was, like, even... I was, like, seven, dude. Were you a fan of, like, the wooden coasters that just kind of took you around? And, yeah. Yeah. And if you look at how this ride is actually designed from afar, it does look like a wooden coaster. It's, it's supposed to look like a wooden coaster. It just has a launch. It has a loop. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a cool ride. I would probably really love it today. I just have not ridden it since I was seven. Yeah. But Thank I also am, like... Sorry. I don't know. I was like, I know I've never been there. Go ahead. You keep going. Well, I was going to say, I think in general, it's just also just, it originally was themed to be, Disney's California Adventure was originally themed to be like the joys of California in a theme park, which is like, okay, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, was supposed to be like, oh, it's a, it's a roller coaster on the pier, right? And it was just a roller coaster. And I kind of like the idea that Disneyland just had a roller coaster. So the idea of like, no, we got to throw the IP on it also is just like, that's a little disappointing anyway. And I also just stick by that. I think Inside Out would have been a better fit or some other. I just think the Incredibles deserve better than well from <laughs> getting a co- and coaster like this. So this is for listeners or whoever is not familiar with the coaster. The, the story of this coaster is that Edna is watching Jack-Jack and then I guess Jack-Jack... Like, you are Jack-Jack, who has escaped from Edna, and you're going... No, no, no. You're chasing Jack-Jack on the roller coaster. Jack-Jack. Okay. I'm... And the Incredibles are also chasing him, too. You ca- occasionally hear them. Like, in the tunnel, you see, a, like, an animal... Well, it's not even an intro. It's, like, a statue of Elastigirl reaching for Jack-Jack. At one point, you see Dash going, like, all right, let's hurry up. There's one part of the ride where Jack-Jack explodes and Violet, like, jumps in front of you to do a force field and the entire tunnel turns purple. I like that, but... Yeah, I guess... I don't know. It just feels a little sparse to I me. guess that's part of my ignorance with these, is I was always a little unclear as to who you are in the story. You know, like... You're, you're rarely ever someone in it. You're rarely, like... You're usually, like, a guest of the characters because you want to meet the characters. Oh, okay. That's usually what the idea is for all of these. What I will also say before we can move on, because I know you've never written this ride, Grace, but also, this is just something that comes up a bit with these. I think we'll come up also when we talk about the Lightning McQueen racing thing, and then also the uh, one of the Nemo rides, is that it's very weird to, like, watch these rides that are based off the Pixar sequels, <laughs> to me, with the exception of Toy Story 2 and 3, because it's like, to me, these movies are not quite, like part of the Grand Canyon canon yet of like, when I think about the Incredibles, I don't think about Edna babysitting Jack-Jack, right? That's not what first thing that comes to mind. So they did the whole big Incredibles ride is like, Edna accidentally let go of Jack-Jack babysitting. It's just like, huh, I, I guess that is what this would be. It's just weird to me, you know, that's not like, we're in we're in a droid, the Omnidroid, or something like that. That's just I, me, though. No, I feel like for me, it really depends on... um how memorable the movie was and how much like it added to my canon of the whole thing like if i'm walking through disney i don't expect to see anything about the sequels to aladdin like i don't yeah. think i'm going to see anything from the king of thieves or from the return of jafar i don't know i really enjoyed the incredibles 2 it really like they did a really good job and it really made it part of the canon for me 
I can't think of any other ones right now, but that I, one. I really liked Incredibles 2. I really liked Incredibles 2 as well. It's just, to ah. me, it's like, you know, I grew up with the first Incredibles, so the idea that the ride is not based around... I guess I just sound like a grumpy old man. I'm like, why isn't it based off what I grew up with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I, and, I, and now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, yeah. It's just the thing where it's like, maybe they shouldn't have taken so long to make an Incredibles ride, right? They, they should have come up with an Incredibles ride before Incredibles 2 was even in development. <laughs> maybe that's really what I'm mad about here. Mm-hmm. Well, um, do but, we want to talk about yeah. this giant list of Pixar um, rides yes. that we've got? And I think if we've All got, right. I, we can, we will skip Incredicoaster and the Crush Coaster. Yeah, get to it. and All if right. you know if it allows us to, I might put this list in the episode description so you can follow along there and everything like that. Yes. And we're kind of skipping over the historical background. Basically, it starts as far as I. <laughs> In 1955, Disneyland opened. Well, yeah, I mean, basically it starts... It basically starts with Toy Story characters in one of the parades, and then Bugs the Bugs Life attractions follow that, and Bugs Land, I think, is the first stuff that is, like, their own part of the park. Yes. And, yeah, it's... I mean, it's basically, like, what you'd expect. It's just each movie comes along, and they get incorporated. So... I'm just putting that out there to say it's there's not like a giant oversight that we're aware of. It's just as soon as a movie comes out, it All becomes right. part of it. So we have a giant list of everything that Danny could find, and we've watched or experienced these roller coasters at some point to tell you all about them now. All right. So, yes. First off, we kick off with A Bud's Land, which was a park area that opened at uh disney's california adventure um eventually it closed like all these things do but a bug's land the entire land closed i believe in yeah in 2018 this is now where avengers campus is at california adventure um we've got three rides to talk about here um we can go through all of them pretty quickly because they're all kind of boring and lame um one of them is flix flyers which um I'm going to try to describe them both to Grace and to the listeners. Flix Flyers is, according to the Disney Wiki, a spinner attraction. It's basically like you go up in like these hot air balloon-esque things that are attached to like the leaves in a bug's life. And you're riding in these boxes of candy or cereal and stuff. It just spins you around. That's a, Whatever, yeah. you know. Solid it's child a spinny ride. ride. <laughs> My notes are, cute little simple carnival ride. I like the music, which probably means it played the Randy Newman music from the movie. The design felt very lazily tangential to A Bug's Life to me. I don't, you know, I think, this is a little early to say this, I think you were pretty harsh towards rides meant for children, and I feel like normally on this show you are very, <laughs> like... This is why I didn't want to give you my notes beforehand, Mark. I don't mind Grace having them. You shouldn't be looking at them. Well, what do you mean? I feel like this is the first time... You're prepping your argument. This is the fr- I haven't prepped this. I didn't know this existed until, like, 15 minutes before we started. I'm just saying that's interesting that usually you are very protective of things that are, like, clearly meant for kids, so they're a little less deep, maybe, than... Th- other things but this is like you know what a kid going up in one of these little baskets is a pretty big moment for them and if that's like bugs life why would you want to go on this when there's the dumbo you could go on dumbo at the next part over you can go on the astro spinners why would you want to go on this one well i couldn't they come up with something better (laughs) 
It's like Pokemon. You got to catch them all. Yeah. And I think Michael Eisner is <laughs> yes. about to like walk into your office and be like, Danny, you don't understand. Mom, I, I went to this parade and the, the kids Heimlich only Ryan. recognized think... the Pixar characters. <laughs> I think, Mark, you, 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 your anger should be saved for my Heimlich notes. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to have anger about your Heimlich notes. But I, okay. So these two rides, Danny doesn't care about them. And I, I also am like, uh, there's whatever. There's three rides. Next one is Francis's Ladybug Boogie, which I'm trying to load up. Um, the Disney Wiki has crashed on me. <laughs> Come on, Disney Wiki, you're well, failing Well, the Ladybug Boogie is one of these, like, spinny rides where you're on the ground and it just kind of rotates carts past each other. Am I... But it's not like a scrambler, right? It's like a baby it ride. kind of like a scrambler. Yeah, it's like a ground scrambler. I'm just cooking. Well, as opposed to the ones that like. Tilt. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it moves a little slower than you. Okay, okay. So Maybe it's not a scrambler. It's just like it's something that goes in a circle. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I was gonna say, but also those things. You know, I always even those. These are the type of not not this specifically, but like actual scrambler rides are the type of rides that get me sick. And really? you can always like watch a scrambler and be like, Nah, I'll be fine on that. And then you're on it. It's like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. am I wrong that some of them tilt? Some of them like have that little element in them, or am I thinking of the like the circle rides that push you against the wall, and those are the only ones that tilt? Those ones tilt. There's also the kinds. Um, so I don't know what the specific name for them. We call it, we call it troika, and it's when it has like, let's say you have like three to four cars that hold two people, and it's on an arm, and the arm turns and goes like this, so you're kind of on the side, but it doesn't go fast enough that you're getting like pushed. Okay. Those you know, now I'm looking at it. Too. Yeah, this is probably a little more sickening than I thought. It does look like it might have the. Uh, this this ride point of view is annoying because it's like you know I'm trying to catch the other people's rides <laughs> to see if they have the turny thing. See how fast we're going. <laughs> uh, but also the thing is with some of these, you know, some of these videos I watched on two times speed, which made the rides a lot more intense. <laughs> um, so <laughs> always have it on two times speed, I guess. No, but um, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, it's more like, I look at the theming here, right? Oh, cool. You made a spinny ride with the ladybug on it. It's like, good job. I guess that was really hard to come up with. I also just don't like Francis. We did an entire episode about that, about how I don't like Francis. So Ladybug? Yeah, I don't like the ladybug in a bug's life. Hi. I think he's a really obvious joke to make, and it's the only joke they make with him, and they keep making it over and over again over the course of the movie. I mean, it's an old movie. It's a Bugs Life. It was one of their first ones. I I just Bugs Life. We again in my Bugs Life episode, we go after, uh, over this. It's like I was a very Pixar obsessed kid, but weirdly, I just not into a Bugs Life. I don't think we own the VHS, so it's just like, oh yeah, it definitely existed. I mean, if, if you forgot any of them, nobody would notice if you forgot a Bugs Life. Yeah, it's sandwiched in between Toy Story one and two. Exactly, um, and Toy Story never fails. It's true. Toy Story uh, in the parks is the most easily the most the most property we're going to talk about today. But to wrap up a Bugs Land, the last one is Heimlich's Choo Choo Train, which I was very excited to watch because I thought it was a roller coaster. But no, it's a baby ride for babies. I wrote that in the notes. It's just yeah, yeah, it's just a train that you ride. So, I mean, I was never like interested in the train rides, but. What is your comment about this just looks like they took a ride and slapped Pixar on it? Isn't that what every one of these is? No. I think actually the Heimlich Choo Choo Train. Sorry, go ahead, Grace. No, you're fine. For me, it's really just like, 
if walking through the because what I was blown away by, which was such stark difference from anywhere else I've been, when you walk into that line, it starts right away with it doesn't matter how far back you are. There's little things everywhere the minute you walk yeah. into a line. It's crazy. And then then you get and as you go further in, the closer you get to the ride, the even more like bigger theming that there is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never been to California, so I don't know what it's like there. But that's what I noticed in Disney World with every single ride, except for maybe the old one that's a train that's on the mountain right by Splash Mountain. What Big is Thunder that? Railroad Mountain. Yeah, just because that one doesn't really like have a movie. Really have a well, but not where those parts of the Caribbean or yeah. Haunted Mansion. Come yeah. on, they can. Yeah. They can they can be creative, um, but my thing is with these though is that maybe Heimlich Choo Choo Train has it, but the other two are kind of like the Dumbo ride where it's like it's just there in the park. There's a line right in front of it. There's no real theming to the line. It's like it's a small ride, which yeah. makes sense because like why bother theming it if there's not going to be a line for it? But I, I I guess the Heimlich Choo Choo Train. The thing to me is is like and I don't have any actual proof of this. But I remember looking at that park as a kid and thinking it was more themed on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And none of this park really ever tricks me that that assumption is wrong. I don't think there's anything here to really do with them being bugs rather than just being small. And in that regard, I prefer Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's a better it's a better movie, maybe. I don't know, I haven't rewatched it since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's more, I think it'd be more fun to theme around. In a... A small note for it's tough to be a bug. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Really? I know. That is, I, I, I love a 4D experience. I was not expecting to smell the stinky bugs fart. It was crazy. And like, there's like a part where the wasps are like stabbing you. I wasn't expecting any of it. I didn't know it was going to be a 4D experience. See, I told you, Mark. I told you there was a part where it butt massaged you. I did. Yeah. We yeah. have an yeah. episode, we have an episode coming out on that actually after this. Because yeah. we were like, we can dissect this as a short film, but we get into it. And yes, that I rode that ride when I was seven, and I remember it very distinctly too. <laughs> that and California Screaming, the two, the two Disneyland memories. Mm-hmm. Well, there's more than that, but yeah. Anyway, then California Adventure had a little thing called Cars Land, which I think has gone other places too. Maybe I don't know if it's just California Adventure. No, it is just California Adventure. But, like, the Cars rides have been exported everywhere, basically, if they're good. I, so, yeah. I think that I am most impressed by all of the Cars properties that we watched while prepping for this. That stuff, that stuff looks amazing to me, pretty much across the board. I think, well, okay, because we're not going to talk about every Cars ride now, because we're talking about Cars Land. There are some... Well, no, no, but they no, are no, different. No, I'm just, they are I, different. I, we will, I made a, I, I made an ambiguous hand gesture, but I didn't mean it in a bad way. I was just like, okay, okay. All right. So, first off, there's a ride, and then it's replacement. It started with Luigi's Flying Tires. Basically, it was bumper cars. They had balls you could throw around during it's it. it's not just bumper cars. Cool, they were actual, like, floating hockey puck-like things, and it apparently... You leaned to control your direction. It sounds oh, awesome. Cool. But they removed the balls after two months after they were opening them. It used to be like you could play volleyball in there and like throw a beach ball around. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it has to do with cars, but like it's fine, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean that's kind of yeah. 
It's got that's that's what the, the gamification of rides is something that happens in a lot of these, and I think it's really cool to see when it works and when it doesn't. Anyway, they replaced it with something called Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters. And I was going to say, actually, Grace, this is one... I don't know if it was Flying Tires or it was the Rollickin' Roadsters, but one of them, I just watched the Luigi's line queue, and I was very fascinated by the line queue. Because it's like you go through his tire shop, and it's like everything... Like, there's the Ferrari posters up there. There's the car stuff. You know, it's, it's cars. It looks very cool. And that's the baller part of it all. Yeah, I that's agree. That's the best I, part. Just finding all I, the little details. And you gotta find the hidden Mickey's. I don't know if I found one in this, but I'm sure there was one. I feel like um, I wouldn't know cars well enough to be like, yeah, that's a little the reference to this. Yeah, when I'm in the cars land, I'm like, well, I will say on one of these, the next one we're getting to, but I want to talk about Luigi's Rock and Roasters before I get to it, but I can talk about it briefly because we're talking about Ryan Feeney, is the Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. I did like that they have like stickers on the wall for like every job Mater has had. And the Mater's tall tail shorts. So it's like Air Mater. It's like uh, Tokyo Mater. Like, you know, it's like it's got all that on the or Mater the Greater. And it's like, great. I like that I've been watching these and I get the reference point. Yeah, Um, because you're in on the joke. mm -hmm. And to jump way ahead, and we'll get back to it later, the Buzz Lightyear ride, I like that it includes stuff from the TV show when I was a kid in the line. I think that's good. I like that they are immortalized at the Disney parks on the ride line. People know what's good. Realize. The Flying Tires was replaced with Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters, which is like a chill kitty ride that I was okay with because I thought like, you know, there are some kitty rides where it's like, okay, we're just going around in a circle. This is like you're riding a car and the cars are dancing to some music <laughs> and cars have like these windshields that I was very impressed by. This was the first one I saw it in, but apparently all the cars rides have these. Where it's like the windshields are one way, you know, it's the car eyes, but then obviously you can see out it, too. But I don't know. I was like, I thought this was cute. It was nice. Fun premise. I think it was also confusing to me. You have here in the notes that you didn't realize that they were dancing. And I think that was it for me, too. I'm just like, oh, well, these are cars that are moving around, but I don't, like, get it. Unlike the next ride on our list, which was Mater's Junkyard Jamboree which I loved because it was immediately clear that the tractors were dancing and I was very amused by the idea of the tractor square dance. But you... Well, it's because Mater was singing. You liked Mater's singing. Uh, you know, I think it was just clear what was happening. I could I could take Mater singing either way because I did think that, like, just based on the audio, a lot of this, a lot of it is very loud. And I'm like, uh, maybe I wouldn't be down so much for like their voices right in Mater my head. screaming at you. Yeah, I, I, you wouldn't like Mater screaming. Yeah, at I mean, you. I like the flying tire thing because it looks so self-governed, you know. Before they got rid of it because people got hurt or whatever. But I like the junkyard jamboree. The flying tires. Mm-hmm. Were the flying tires like, um, like bumper cars? Yes. That's what I thought they looked like. But Mark told well, me they're they bumper cars. Oh. But they are bumper cars, but you you lean in them to control them, and they're floating on this giant like ice hockey table, like oh, air hockey fun. table. Yeah, it's and then again like they I had see. these giant beach balls you could toss around for the first month yeah. or two, and then they got rid of them because they're like, all right, this is too annoying to clean up, <laughs> which I get, but also like, ooh, that would have been fun. So, um, but this last one. Grace, I think you'll be able to talk about. 
Wait, were you, were you not done with the junkyard jam? No, I was just going to wax on about, like... Sorry, keep talking. No, about I don't really have anything more to say to it. I just... It, it gets a, it's one of these things where it's like, man, this ride is exactly the same as the Rollick and Roadster. I just connect to the theming, and I think it's clear and fun, and you didn't go for it, which is... Well, I just don't like Mater screaming at me. Also, I'll be honest, it's one of those things where maybe this is me being very snobby, but it's like, I see where the animatronic... Like, the Lightning McQueen animatronic is really cool that we'll eventually get to. I wish the Mater thing at least attempted to be somewhat close to that rather than just being a statue. So. Well, yeah, maybe we'll get to that. I think I might know the one you were talking about. But anyway, that's all I wanted to say about Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Anyway, on to the next ride. All right, so Grace... You should be. You said you've been to Disney World recently, so I assume you rode Test Track when you were there, right? Track, actually. So here's the controversial thing about this: we looked up the review of it. It didn't say there was a high thrill thing. I like Test Track. It's fun. Um, and ride it. Come on. I'm so sorry. We went. It's a good. It's right next to Rock and Roller Coaster, and Rock and Roller Coaster didn't have a line. Not true. You're misremembering. I know that. Sorry, I hate to be calling you out here. Test Track is in Epcot. Rock and Roller Coasters in Hollywood Studios. There's no way they were right next to each other. No, there's a there's a ride that that is Cars that's right next to Rock and Roller Coaster. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. I'm being confusing. So there is a ride at Epcot called Test Track, which is not Cars themed. It is a ride that's by Mission Space. It's by. I didn't get a mission space because I had too long of a line. I mean, that's fair. But Test Track is like a ride where the premise is that you are a Test Track dummy going to test out this new car. And it basically is like, you know, it's kind of like a dark ride for a bit of it where like they like put you in crash scenarios where it's not actually a crash scenario. They'll stop it right before it. But you're like, oh my gosh, the animatronic's getting close to me. But then at the end, it's like, all right, now you go for a test drive. And then they take you out like basically on what is a closed circuit racetrack where you basically go up to I think like 70 or 80 miles an hour in this convertible basically and the, I guess you haven't ridden it but it's fine but it is, it is at um, Epcot I'm it's not so, a Cars ride yeah I think so this is the one that like was it is it newer or has it been there it was there when I went there uh, never mind because uh, I don't I know what it. it was but that ride always every time we went to Epcot like an hour and a half long line and nowhere else had that kind of line on it it was that, that... makes sense because it's very it's very you can't load it too much because you know they only have one track to run the rides on right yeah. and you can only roll in two cars at once each ride oh. it's very low capacity yeah yeah it says yeah on on wikipedia it says there are six riders a vehicle total you can only run two vehicles at once, and the ride is five minutes long. Good job. So there you go. That Yeah, that's why. But, yeah, you go 65 miles an hour in a convertible. It's really fun. All I was that's saying cool. was, to build up to that, is if you had ridden it, Radiator Springs Racer is the uh, basically the clone of that ride at Disneyland, but it's Cars-themed now. Okay? Mm. That's the only, like, difference. And it has it some is. of the most impressive animatronic stuff I think we are going to see. Apart from things... It is very I cool. I mean, apart from things that are, like, holograms or whatever, these are yeah. actual cars that are the size of the characters, and they're machines, and they come up to you, and then they talk like the cars in the movie do. Which I think is cooler than the Although Lightning McQueen say- hologram that I think we see later on. 
That wasn't a hologram, but we can go on. It's real. We'll, okay. we'll get to it when we get to it. The uh, thing that I thought I want to point out before we really talk about this ride, I do think this ride looks really cool. Um, is I wanted to point out that we in the video we watched there is a glitch with the mater. <laughs> I don't know if you caught oh, that, that he doesn't have eyes. Is that yeah? Well, the first mater you see in the video we watched, his eyes are not on, and it's kind of creepy. <laughs> And then it's like it switches to everyone. It's like, oh, okay. So he's not supposed to look like that. Got it. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, um, this ride is basically you're invited to Radiator Springs. Initially, like a train's about to hit you, which is what I said, kind of like on test track, where it's like, we're testing your car for capability. But then Mater's like, why don't you raise Lightning McQueen or race each other or something like that? And apparently, you have the choice of either going to Luigi's, which the video doesn't take you to, or to Ramon's, where you get the body shop. And it's like the car gets painted while you're in it, and then you go on a race around Radiator Springs afterwards, and it's like pretty fast. You know, it's like it's a test track. On test track, you go 65 miles an hour. I don't know what the maximum velocity here is. Um, I'm curious. I would assume it's 65. No, it's 40. So it's not as cool as the. Um, but it's like randomized who wins. Mm-hmm. So that's very that's cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's very neat. It's like the centerpiece of. Cars land, which makes sense because when I watch this, I'm like, I don't like cars, but I can see myself wanting to ride this multiple times as a child who doesn't like cars. It's very cool. So now um, we talked about that. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Can we talk about Pixar Pier slash Pixar Place? Yeah, we've already talked about this a lot because the big attraction at Pixar Pier is the Incredicoaster. Um, there are some games where it's like you can win a Wally. This is the only Wally thing I think we ever saw in the parks was you can win like a, a Wally toy at like a I don't know what game. They're all just carnival games. It, there's nothing really, but they're carnival games, right? I don't think we need to talk about the games. <laughs> yeah, carnival games usually um, for me are like the weakest part of the theme park experience. I don't know about y'all, but I don't know. I've just never been. I don't know. Just never been much for it. Next up is... What, do you have something to say? Sorry. No, you're not up for the carnival games? I'm not up for the carnival games. Good. I'm just... I, but I don't know. It just seems like... <laughs> it seems rigged, even if it's not rigged, and the payout is so small. When, if you ride a roller coaster, you kind of feel it for a long time, which I like. It's an to... emotional whirlwind. Sorry, we're, I just want to We're going to get to where they all come Sorry. together as one. <laughs> no, you go ahead. Yes, it's true. We're We're almost there. Inside an emotional whirlwind. This is the reskin of the Flix Flyers ride that we talked about earlier. I still kind of like. I like it a bit more. Maybe it's just because I like the Inside Out music. I just always like that music. It's always nice. The idea of putting this ride to that gives it a different vibe than the other one ever had. Again, I have my, my notes. Is like I wish this was the poster. I wish they got the coaster. But I like just the color and the production design. The theming is cool too. You know, Inside Out has a lot of cool production design, and this actually does have a cool cue that I think Grace you'd be into too. And this was um, one of the ones where very... I also appreciated just the attention to detail, like how in the in the video that I think we both watched, you can notice that Anger, the little character, is at eye level when you're going around the ride, and you kind of rise up to meet him as you go that way. I just thought that was cool. It's like they made sure that your view was like perfect when you're going around the coaster, and then you could even go around kind of at the same speed as the Incredicoaster, which is just nearby, so you get this wonderful vista as you're going around the um, emotional whirlwind. Jesse's Critter Carousel. This is a carousel with... Critters. Critters. It's 
It, it's very much, I, I don't know if it is or not. It feels like they had a carousel ready. I was like, ah, shit, we got Pixar Pier now. Just put Jesse on it. <laughs> and then I'm bothered that it does not play the Woody's Roundup music anyway. So, Pixar Pile yeah. Around, they should play the, the Woody's Roundup music. And that, it's, it's, it's a, that's right, like, that song's like designed for, like, a carousel. Like, it would fit perfect. Yeah, yeah. Pixar Pile Around. Yeah, Woody's Roundup. Come on, it's time to play. Yeah, I mean, crit- we got the Pixar. The Critter Carousel just what? gave me nothing, so I just. It's it's it's, it's a carousel. It's a car- much like the Pixar Pile Around. It's a Ferris wheel. Grace, I can't describe the Pixar Pile Around to you beyond that. It is literally just the Ferris wheel that they slapped the word Pixar on it. Maybe painted like a mural of like characters on it. It's a Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just like uh, hover over things so that hopefully it shows me a picture of the video. And all I saw was a box. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot so. of boxes. So, yeah. Not missing yeah, very much. It's a Ferris wheel. But, Grace, we got to the one I think you want to talk about Toy Story Mania. God, I love right. this ride. It's so much fun. It is a great ride. I went there. Disney World the year this opened. I know for a fact it was the year it opened because we only ordered it once and we had to wait in line and get a fast pass and then we still waited like an hour with the fast pass. But you know what? It was worth it. This looked excruciating to me. Mark, you didn't have your 3D glasses on. Because it's the same thing. It's like (laughs) a game. I don't know. They always break for me. I can never make games work. (laughs) All you have to do is shoot the things. It's a pro-question shooting game, my man. But what if you lose? Mark's like, I want to attack the entire notion of games well, right you, now. Then you're a fucking loser. <laughs> what? Come on, Mark. But the thing is, like, you're not... Like, yeah, you pay to get in the park, but you're not paying to play this game. It's a free game. You either win or lose, so stop being a loser. There's That's no actually yeah, something also, that, oh, that, I, that I didn't... No, I'm just saying, I, the worst thing that can happen is that. Go ahead. I have not understood that you don't pay for rides individually. Like, I mean, you pay with your time, so there's that. Yeah. Have I ever said to you guys, well, I know, Grace, I've said to you, Mark, have I ever mentioned my roller coaster tycoon days on this podcast? Yeah, I think you did. I remember you bringing that up. It was like you did it and then you got mad at it for some reason. I don't know. Oh, well, you know, roller coaster tycoon, I'm going to tangent to roller coaster tycoon a bit. Grace, did you ever play roller coaster tycoon growing up? No, but since I worked at a theme park with people who are obsessed with roller coasters, there is a ton of people who like to tell me how much they liked building rides. Well, what I like to do, like most crazy evil kids did, is one, you pick up the people and make them drown. That's one thing to do. But what's more fun to do that everyone didn't realize you could do is what you could do is you could build underground tunnels and then delete the tunnels while people were on them. So they just got buried alive. (laughs) That's what I would do. But the point I was going to make here, which is because of Mark saying, I thought you always had to pay for rides, is that you could always make people pay for rides there, which is fair. But the actual way to make money in that game was, one, you set up a do not enter sign at the gate so no one can leave the park. Um, two, <laughs> and two, you make all the drinks free. Three, charge $6 for bathroom entry. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and that's how I made a record profit. Because no one ever left and everyone had to keep paying to use the bathroom. I don't... 
I, I didn't know that you could Perfect. make like a mini society in Roller Coaster Tycoon. Now I'm kind of intrigued by it. <laughs> You're not supposed to. You just and took the plot of Urin Town mm-hmm. and made yeah, it into exactly. Roller Coaster Tycoon. They should have made Urin Town should be about Roller Coaster Tycoon. That should have been the reveal. Okay. I haven't read I, that. In I'm years. sorry that I do. Der- you guys are both very passionate about Toy Story Mania, so go <laughs> off. Go off about this ride. It's great. It's an it's amazing so ride. Good. <laughs> it combines like it finds the whipping element of a classic like flat ride. It it has wonderful screen like the uh, projection screens are just immaculate. And it's you get so to see good. All the characters you love. I was going to mention, Q here includes an animatronic Mr. Potato Head who talks to you. Who doesn't like that? <laughs> Nowadays, if you download the app, there are Toy Story games that happen as well, as you go along the ride on your phone ah, that you can play while that's you're in the queue to make the queue go by you're faster. Ar- you're already doing the mania when you're in line for three hours. I do like that. Exactly. It's a three-hour long ride, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I've been- it's like a two-person game. Like You play together with your friends. Yeah, I, I think there is there is something to be said. I do think videos do not sell these game rides well at all. Because there are several game rides that... This isn't the only game ride we're going to talk about. This but, is the only like ride that stayed on the ground that I rode multiple times at Disney. Yeah, that's fair. I gotta believe y'all. I, I'm trying to think of anything else. I would just see this description and be like, no, I don't want to lose. I don't want to even... You're so boring. I like that you can't lose Mark, on a well, roller actually, coaster. I, this comes down to basically why we... Re- Honestly, this comes down to why we retired the Letterboxd game. <laughs> this entire conversation is that. Well, I mean, for real, like, the only the only games that I currently play, like, I keep up with Magic online is because I spend a lot of time figuring out how to win at Magic. Like... <laughs> Okay. I truly like. That's why I got so good at Disney trivia. If you memorize all the questions, you can't lose. Yeah, and I—I I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be like. I hope I'm not like a sore loser, but I just cannot stand things where I don't have a chance of like <laughs> doing all right. It's like it's like talking to someone and they're speaking another language. You know, I just can't like. I have to know a little bit about what's going on. I feel like I have to have some kind of agency, but. Yeah, I don't know. The You're giving me a look that's like is that Woody is yelling at you. Don't be a fucking loser. <laughs> what are you saying that to you? Under- one F word. One F word for this PG thirteen show. Yeah, thank you, Grace. <laughs> I was telling Grace about how we're like PG thirteen, and then oh, we like. It, well, hear. no, I mean you, Grace is doing the right thing, and like, thank God you heard Grace. I was just explaining to her how after we had our one guest who just didn't and we were kind of like well i guess that's what this podcast is now but like grace you're doing the right thing um do you guys have any other thoughts about toy story mania because i know i want to get to the rides that are in paris because i didn't know that you would actually have been to paris grace but do you have any more thoughts on toy story mania i i played the wii game once and it was not as good as the ride we also listened to this other podcast that gave us history on toy story mania but that was like two weeks ago so i forgot everything they said <laughs> Important bot. Grace, do you have anything else? <laughs> Sorry. I was looking to see ahead what was next. Oh, okay. Oh, no. It's all good. It's all good. I love this behind the scenes look at our progress. It's like, I listened to this thing and I forgot it. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about Toy Story Land. 
Toy Story Land. This is in Hong Kong Disneyland. Yes. And in a lot of other places too. Also, I don't know why I said that. It's also in Hollywood Studios. Yeah. <laughs> you know, literally Disney World. You gotta be um, one there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But alien um, swirling saucers. Got, they swirl. I have listed the track listing is fascinating because I was looking at the, the listing of like the songs they have on this ride. And it's just really interesting to me that they'll play like a techno version of "When She Loved Me" while you're at this theme park, mm-hmm. <laughs> while you're riding, while you're riding this ride that's just a spinny ride. Uh, it's also at they have something like this at uh, Disney World in Florida. The swirling saucers. If we're talking to saying that it's in, did you say it's in Hong Kong? This one. I, I think it is actually. I think it is in World too. They have this is in Disney. Yeah. Um, yeah have the Hollywood. same have thing. You read the, wrote this. Yes, it's very mid. Or did you skip it? It, it looked a little slow to me. It's really slow, and it seems like it was made right when Tour Story came out. So it seems like it's from the 90s. I was going, one of my notes is that it's interesting that to me the line, the, 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 it follows the designs from the cartoon, like from when I was a kid, the Buzz Lightyear cartoon. Yeah. And it's interesting to me because it says it opened in 2018. It's oh, like, really? wow. <laughs> yeah. Because it feels older. It looks like, older too. Yeah. That just might be like them, like being like, "Here's a classic. Look, here's a little homage to this cartoon that only some people know about." I didn't know it this existed. cartoon that they. It's a cartoon that Disney's been trying to bury because they want to convince you that the new Buzz Lightyear movie was original. Conspiracies. Damn. I'm serious though. It should be on Disney Plus. Uh, <laughs> it really should be. RC Racer. This is uh, a thing where lame. Uh, I... I don't know. This is something that it's your, I... It's your classic surfing ride. Mm-hmm. There's one of them at every park. It's just like, is what it is. Fun fact about this ride. It's one of the easiest rides to close because it does not handle weather very well. Um, mm, that makes and sense. it is very, like, in... So the park I worked at, it was... If there was a ride that was going to break, it was going to be one of three rides, and this was one of them. Like, if it was going to be, like, down for the day, down for the count, weather's a little bit rainy, boom, it's closed. Or, like, now and then it would kind of go super slow. And um, it's not really, like, so when a when a roller coaster gets stuck somewhere, it's not supposed to be. We call it a code R. And this one was kind of prone, like, this one's kind of prone to doing that every now and then. But it's not a very big track, so it's not like a big, big deal because it just goes like over a curve, like a W. Mm-hmm. I think this one actually just goes back and forth. I gotta say something to you that is shocking to me, which is that this is also at Disneyland Paris because I didn't realize Disneyland Paris had two parks. I had no idea. You mean what do you mean, like two parks? So, so you know how Disneyland U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. guess it has Disneyland and California Adventure. Apparently, Disneyland Paris has Walt Disney Studios Park. I have. I didn't um, know that. I know that there's the um, there's like two separate. So when I went to Disney World, I was surprised that all of the parks were separate entities because the Disney Studios and Disneyland are right next to each other in Paris. They're not like you don't have to ride a bus to get to them. They're right next to each other. I think it's what you're saying because the thing is, is you said you rode the uh, crush coaster. The crush coaster is at this park, so yeah, yeah. yeah but they're yeah. right next to each other. Like I, I 
I had explained to me that Hollywood Studios and Disney and Magic Kingdom were two separate places. I thought they were like next to each other. You could walk to them because that's how it is in Paris. Oh, got you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. and that is how it's actually like in California too. Yeah. They are right across the like they share a parking lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's very much so like I don't remember there being anything like Epcot. Um, I think it was when I was there. I think it was just Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and that's what yeah. And got. I think yeah, I think that's it. Seems very modeled off the California campus. And they so did be like it's the campus, but yeah. Fun thing that they did in Paris was um, give a little bit more homage to either French Disney films, which they really only gave homage to one of them because there's only one major film. Yeah. And um, we'll and talk was, about it. <laughs> yeah, and um, that it was the original place where the Remy's ride, exp- not yeah. really coaster, was before they made one in uh, Disney World. They need to make an Italian park so I can get my Luca Land. Get your Luca Land. I want my Luca Land. <laughs> Dude, entire water park creamed along Luca. I'm telling you guys, it's an option. It's, it's possible. Not find Nemo. Do it on Luca. <laughs> that was another thing. My did you know that? Oh, sorry. Go on. I'm sorry. I was I, I was gonna say that. Did you guys know that the names of movies change when they go over to Europe? Like the literal name of the movie changes because like of how they say it in their language. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, do you mean, I mean like Luca being pronounced that. like maybe... Like Moana, they completely changed her name. Oh, that's and, not what like... I know about me. Is it because... I thought I read it's because Moana's like an adult film star in France. I don't know. I thought it was just because of how they pronounce things. Like, they, they that's not like a thing. So it was, it was just like something that could roll off the tongue better for them. And that then what, when I went there, it was uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales were coming out. Yeah, and it was like a completely different name that was like I can't even remember what it was, but it was like Dead Men Don't Speak or something like that. Like, yeah. but, or it was something like completely different. But like when you read it, sounds that's like not the, what it's called. It's Dead Men Don't Speak. Sounds like the um, cheap five dollar movie version that's at Walmart that you could exactly. Buy. And I was reading all these things, and it's like they have they have Cinderella, they have like. Like, they have the old classic names, but then, like like I said, Moana was a big one that was coming out that year, too, and her name was Vienna. Who is Vienna? <laughs> and I was like, that's Moana. I know, that's that's, I know that Fast and Furious is, like, Wild Ride in Japan. It's crazy or in Tokyo. Yeah, in Japan. Yeah. Well, no. Good tangent. No, okay. Good tangent. It's an interesting one. We've never been to France. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't speak for Well, me. no, I've never been to France. Uh, who knows what things are like in France? But anyway, uh, I think the RC racer would be better if it was a car's ride. That's my hot take. I think our, why would why would cars be going on our loop like that? You would do that with a toy. That's what I think is cool about RC racer. Is well, that it has let like me a tell you, theme. I would tell, I would tell you why. But thankfully, Lightning McQueen was there too. Just have it be a Mater the Greater ride. <laughs> we need less Mater the Greater in the world. <laughs> Anyway, Slinky Dog Dash. <laughs> we need to spend two. We need to spend ten million dollars on Mater the Great. <laughs> Slinky Dog. I like Slinky Dog it's a, Dash. It's a it seems coaster. cool. I liked it. The queue was so cute and charming. I love the queue. Uh, That's one of the longest waits. But the queue is so cute. Yeah, but <laughs> it's like it's only a single coaster, so like you gotta wait for it to go all the way through. And I like that how makes it, sense. I, I like how it's kind of suspended over the whole entity of Toy Story Land. 
like not really the whole entity. Are you sure but it's, it's like only a... one coaster always? Because I one one because I thought in the version we saw it was like you had to wait a while from the move you in because they were loading another car. But even then, it maybe only two. There's only yeah. one going at a time. Okay. It's not like no, a... yeah, that that would make sense. Yeah, which I hate. Yeah, I get that. It's kind of it seems short. I. I like this ride a lot, though. Like, even though, again, I haven't ridden it. So from the video, I like this ride a lot. I thought the queue was very cute. I like, like, it shows you, like, Woody's, not Woody's, Andy's plan for the ride, which I thought was so, like, oh, that's such a cool idea. And then I like how, like, the ride opens with, like, a little slow meandering thing where it's like, here's the story of the ride, and here's where you're going to meet your characters. All right, now let's give you something a little intense. And then that's the ride. I like that too. Yeah. Um, I I did think it was a little lame that it was like, here's the big finish. And I thought it was like, you were waiting to go down on hover drop. And it was like, no, the big finish is you're waiting to get unloaded from the ride. And I was like, oh, okay. That that's a bit, I don't know why you hyped it up then, man. Well, and you get a nice little Andy. concert. Bad song. I don't got a friend in him. Wow. Yeah. It's just so you don't get mad that you're sitting in there for a while. Well, they load the next. So this wasn't room. worth the wait in your eyes. I like. So you know, I am a girly that really likes high thrill roller coasters. I love the theming, and I love like like I love Toy Story Mania because I like the gaming aspect. But I like to make a mad dash for. Um, I like Hollywood Studios probably the most, just because it has the rock and roller coaster. It has. Um, Tower Terror. It, Tower Terror, yeah. Um, that's more of my vibe, like these kitty coasters, because it, it's it's so they don't have to have a high height restriction, so that more kids can ride it. Um, but it's so much more family oriented than a lot of other parks. I just I yeah, feel good. I, I ride it once, and I'm like, I rode it. That's the other reason why I'm like so iffy about going back to Disney because it's like, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is too young for me to it's be a little. Great. It's great if you like, like, if you like that vibe and you get to go, I think it's like a once, it's a decade type of thing. Like, it doesn't really change that much unless they're adding something new. I really I just gotta really... go to visit Pandora. That's why I want to go. I want to visit Oh, yeah, Pandora. that's pretty rad. <laughs> the, the, the ride literally breathes that one. Like, you can feel the beast breathing, the riding, the one where oh, you ride it. That sounds great. It's awesome. That sounds great. I... I would love that that one I want to ride. And then weirdly, this is more because I'd like to just be, because I go to LA a lot. I wouldn't mind just going back to Disneyland and trying the Guardians ride. Because I know it's just a Tower of Terror with a retheme, But it's like, I'm curious about it. You know, I'm just very curious how that even works as a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. But, you know, someday. I, I World is more of a priority. I can skip the Guardians ride if I can go to Disney World and do the Pandora instead. So, Mark, what was your thoughts on this ride that you, you didn't ride? Well, I thought it was fine. I actually didn't like it as much as the Incredicoaster because it just didn't seem like it had as many thrills. And I thought that the ending... I, I liked the theming. I thought that it definitely was, like, decked out in a way that the Incredicoaster wasn't decked out. So I appreciated that. And I just... I love the scale of all the things in Toy Story Land because, unlike Cars you know, everything is like life size or whatever. It's just cool to feel like you're a toy and everything is enormous. I think that they communicate yeah. scale really well on this ride. And I think I like that more. I like that more Toy Story than I like it with a bug's life. And maybe it's because I like, obviously, Toy Story way more than a bug's life. But it's also like, I think 
Toy Story is always about like those movies are always about how small those characters are. Yeah, well, in Bugs Life, it it is just kind of inconsistent across different rides and things like that. I just like yeah. how everything in Toy Story Land is huge, and that reads really well. Um, it's just a great a good example of that. I thought the coaster was like fine though, not a not a big thrill coaster. Slinky Dog Zigzag okay. Spin. It's a circle, and it takes you. This one's in France. It's in France. Wait. This one, I don't remember super... I know I wrote it, but I don't remember it super, super well. Does it just go in a circle? Yeah, it, yeah, it looks like... It looks kind of like a Matterhorn type of ride, okay, but you're I was a wondering if it, dog. I was about to ask if it was like a Matterhorn. Yeah, I think it's a Matterhorn. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Then it's a ride. You ride, and you're like, this is a Matterhorn. Looks great. It's got some good music. I'm a big fan yeah. of the, the music. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also just like, it's just so interesting to me because uh, is the Slinky Dog Dash also in France? Because if so, like, two Slinky Dog rides seems no. a bit, this, a bit When I went, the Slinky Dog Dash wasn't there. It was in, it's in Disney World. But I also oh, don't on. think they had, they had something. So the ride that we loved, Toy Story Mania. Yeah. They had Love something kind of like it, but more like, lot older and a lot more like meh and it was like a buzz lightyear themed the space ranger spin or was it no you're thinking of space ranger spin that's the one you're thinking of that's like toy story mania mm-hmm. yes and it was a lot like it was just like a lot a lot weedy version of it like that was so much like it's like what mark hates like this could break at any <laughs> second i don't know if my gun's working let me try a different gun and let's try to be happy about this. Like, it was just so much more mid. And it was, like, Twister Mania, I felt like when I did it, I was, like, getting on target pretty well. And it was really easy. Like, it was really good first-person shooter. This was, like, you got to aim in a really weird spot to maybe get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember this one. Like, I really loved it when I was a kid because I loved Buzz. But, like, watching the video, I was like, ooh, this is rough, <laughs> you know? Um, Can we make yeah. a, a big uh, jump out of Toy Story Land, because I want to go down to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. <gasps> uh, we can. Does okay, one of we, my... can, we can, we can, we can. Sorry, it was Let's... one of my favorite no, rides. That I I'm interested in... about that. Yeah. Because I thought the screens might be lame mm-hmm. when oh, I was watching it. I love a 4D experience, and so it was like... It was really the first ride in Disney Paris that did a really, really good job with the screens. Disney World has been doing that maybe a lot longer, that they had really good adaptations on a screen. But this was the first one. This was the first, like, screen ride that you had. And the the ride itself moved like a mouse. So it, like, skittered along like a mouse. Mm-hmm. It, like it just did a lot it did more look than like I that. Th- it did a lot more than I thought it was going to, and it was a very interactive experience. And it kind of really like put you in the shoes. This was one of the rides where you are one of the characters, mm-hmm. one of the one of the mice in the experience, and I enjoyed it a lot. It was one of my favorites. So, do you like feel it in the cart? Cool. It's like shaking you around too, and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That does not come over in the video, but also that's kind of what kind of just what inherently happens with these like rides where you know you're watching, you know, it's a 4D experience, right? You don't uh-huh. really fully. Yeah. You can't get it's not it's a ride, right? It's not a YouTube video. It's not designed to be a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. So Well experience. That's good to hear, because I was a little disappointed about that from the video. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, they a video, just opened so. it in Disney World. God. Let's go. Part. Part. <laughs> so Grace, 
Do you have any final thoughts about anything you see on here? Because I know that we probably can't keep you. So thank you for coming on. Do you have any final thoughts about anything that you see on this list? Mark probably wants to actually ask you about the Toy Soldier ride. Just so letting you know, because Mark was the Soldier ride. He was texting me about it. The Toy yeah. Soldier ride. Which, I don't even remember that which one. Which ride is that? What? It's um. It's oh, a, the... literally was going to be the next one we get to on the Toy Story Land list because it's the a parachute w- drop. Paris ride. Yeah, it's like a parrot It's in Disneyland, Paris. Surprise, oh, Mark! You didn't well, mention okay, it. You were yeah, telling me you were obsessed drop. with it. I don't it. remember being obsessed with it, but <laughs> yeah, that be. I was like, yeah, that was. It was. It was fun. It was a good old like. It, none of the things like Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror dropped a lot faster than I thought it was going to. Um, mm-hmm. But those like really heavily themed kids rides don't really go as fast as you would want them to. So it's dropping you, but you don't really feel the stomach, like stomach in your mouth feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like it was fun. It was a really good, like you could see, like when it took you up to the top, you could see everything. But when it did the drops, it was just, it was okay. Yeah. I think for me, this was just my first experience with like theming throughout. And I like the giant baby monitor. Yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite parts of Disney Paris were, and like Disney World is so much different and so much more. I I think that even Paris might be smaller than California. I don't know if I, I'm right on that. Um, but like Disney World felt so much more vast and like it had so much more things. But like Disney Paris, there's definitely like the things that you could tell were a little more outdated. And then there was the things that they had like just built that felt really new, really exciting with all of the, uh, the queue interaction and the overall ride experience so there's just a lot more like stark difference between the two there yeah i love disney be disney and it's so good it's just it's unlike any other theme park and i've never like i feel like with every park that i've been to i feel like disney does a really good job of handing handling ride closure closures and then getting rides back up really quickly and I feel like their rides, maybe because they're not as high thrill as other places, they don't have as many closures or as many problems. But I find that like really nice that you don't really have to worry about a ride being closed all day unless it's inclement weather. Then you can't really do anything about it. Unless you accidentally go two times in a row when parts of the Caribbean are closed. Grace, if you you got to head out. Yes. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for, for coming. coming on. You've been a fantastic <laughs> guest, Grace. <laughs> Um, yes. Danny, I'm gonna. St- we'll we'll have you back on definitely for like a normal. Great. Thing. And do you have? Any- oh, not that this wasn't normal. But do you, you know. have anything you want to plug about yourself really quick, like socials or whatever? I mean, my social is always grace. No. Walk and walk like walking. Walking. Yeah, that's cool. all. All right. Thank you. Have a good <laughs> have a good rest, and thank you so much for coming yes. on, Grace. Thank you. This was excellent. Yes. Thank you again. Me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. You were really great. All right, guys, we had to let Grace go, but we're back and yes. we're going to, we have more to talk about on the list. So, Danny, what are you saying? So, the other thing was, is that, so the, the parachute drop says Fort Ermy on everything. And I thought it should have been Fort Emery because I thought it was a reference to the voice actor who plays the army man. And it wasn't, I guess, or they all misspelled his name. Mm hmm. That was my only ever note I had on it. It looked like a fun ride, though. Yeah. I mean, that's... I think what I was so excited about was just that as we were watching these, I, it was just my first encounter with how cool all of this could be. So even though, as Grace said, it's kind of a whatever ride, that was just what excited me about it. 
All right, this next one is called Cause Quatre Rules Relay, which I assume is in uh, <laughs> it is New Land France. Yeah. But it looked like a boring ride, so we didn't ask Grace about it. <laughs> well, I, that's it, that, uh, Remy. Remy really like threw me, just with again how huge everything is compared to what you are. But yeah, not not much to talk about with the cars. The cars really. quatre. Yeah, it's a it's a cars ride. I think it is kind of cool in the sense that it opened like in two thousand seven, so it was kind of rushed, and I think it looks a little better than a coaster personally. Hot take, but yeah. That's Wait whatever. a sec, are we talking about All the right. right thing here? Because this just looks like another scrambler. It probably is, but the fact is that it was still built right after. You just have no memory of it because you just cleared it from your mind? Yeah, well, I mean, no, I know for a fact it was built in... Yeah, it is a scrambler, but it was built in 2007, which is like, you know, right after the movie came out. So I think that's impressive. Mm -hmm. But the ride itself is whatever. It's a scrambler. I'm so amused by Uh all the videos that we watched from Paris because it's not sunny California and everything kind of looks like gray and sad. (laughs) It's Paris. Did you pick up on that when we were watching them? It's like there's no magic here. Yeah, kind of. I was like, this looks like Ohio. Uh Um, (laughs) Um... Bro, RIP right. Ohio. I'm sorry about Ohio. I think Grace so, is from Ohio. So I think Ohio. the next one we... I'm, I know Grace is from Ohio. I realized that after I said that. Sorry, wow. Grace. Sorry. I, I, Dang, I actually I like Ohio. Hot Ohio I, 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 my aunts live in Ohio. I, live, I lived... My aunts live in Ohio. All right. So the next two I want to talk about, because they're kind of the same ride, but they're a little different, is Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage and The Seas with Nemo and Friends. Yes. The difference is, is that the submarine voyage is obviously feeding around a submarine. The seas with Nemo and friends is more like you're sitting in a giant shell and you're meeting Nemo and friends. Uh, the basic premise of this ride is you're in a, you're looking out the window of your submarine and you see the CGI projections of Nemo among actual like water. Um, as a little point with the seas in particular, because I I had remembered it having more of an aquarium in it, you know, mm-hmm. and. It doesn't really. There's really not much of the aquarium. I do like. I do remember the EAC moment at the end of the seas with Nemo in Friends because it's like they play. They have like this um a projector that's it's a kind of honestly really cheap for Disney. It's just a projector that like rotates around you. So it's like the wa- there's projections of bubbles swirling around you as you exit through the EAC. Mm-hmm. I was a little. I like. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, I just was just a little off put by how like. I I just don't love these dark rides where you like go down this slow thing and the animatronics look kind of cheap and they're talking at each other and not really at you. I don't know. And for some reason on our list, these are like all the rides from Paris and Tokyo. Is there a reason that we only found them at the non-US parks? Is that just where you got them? I'm sorry, what? I was confused. Uh, I wish I could talk right. We are doing a podcast. Um, so, <laughs> I don't love these dark rides. It seems like we only have videos of them from Tokyo and Paris. Is that because they're only there, or are they in English somewhere, no. too? They're, well, the ones that are only in like different languages are only there. That said, some of the rides... I have those ones just because those are the ones that are newer. Mm-hmm. But usually, yes, if there were words in the ride, I did try to find the English dub of it, so to say. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to say, though, about the Nemo submarine voyage is I like the animatronic divers. I think that's really fun to have Darla and the dentist 
in it before you meet the projections. Mm-hmm. I think it's more charming when it is animatronics than when it's just projections. I wish I could have ridden the original ride way back when I visited, though. Like, when it was not Nemo-themed. It used to just be a submarine ride. Um, but the Seas of Nemo and Friends, I think, would be better if it was more of an aquarium. But I also get that probably Disney doesn't want to deal with, like, live fish constantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, so... I would have loved to check out the like the aquarium parts of all these. It got me down this rabbit hole of learning that there is a blue whale in a tank somewhere in the U.S. I think in Georgia. That just blew my mind. I don't think that's at a Disney place, though. That's, that's the plot of Avatar 3. Yeah. There are blue... What? There's a... Whales. whales. Yep, there are whales in Avatar 3. All right. So the next ride on our list is Crush's Coaster, which we already talked about. Never mind Lightning McQueen's Racing well, Academy. S- yes, I'm trying to... Miss- yes, okay, so it, I googled it. It is an animatronic on stage, and this is basically a show where Lightning McQueen welcomes you to whatever land this is, and it's he's like, you guys want to do a racing adventure with simulation with me? And Chick attacks, and he's like, don't worry, man, I'm going to beat you for real. And it's kind of nauseating to watch because it's like this 360 view and the, the nothing is moving here, but it's like you are moving with lightning as he races. But it is an animatronic. I thought the animatronic was so cool. I was like, because he talks, he does, it's a scripted talking to the guests. Owen Wilson, obviously. He's not going to take any questions. Yeah. But like, well, I thought it was just such an impressive animatronic. There are like 10 of them in the other cars ride, though. Yeah, but that's a ride. This is a show where you can be up and close but he to doesn't. It. Did he not take questions? No, he doesn't take questions, well, but it's still cool. All right, he did look cool. I also think it is a bit more... I think it's more detailed than the... um, Way more detailed in character expression than the um ones in the original ride, which makes sense because the original ride, is, I think, is like 10 years prior to this. Yeah. I just think it's a, such an impressive piece of tech, that lightning thing. And it's a fun little show. It's not really like anything I'd love to see, but if you, I can see why like a 5-year-old would love it or even like a 10-year-old. Yeah. Um, the Laugh Floor. Monsters, Inc., I didn't watch Laugh this, floor. but I wrote it back in the day with my what dad and my family. Yeah, I didn't write it. I remember if you look at the Wikipedia page, it talks about running gags they have, and my dad was the that guy. So this I is remember. a stand-up comedy show. Anyway, go on. Yes, with with Mike Wazowski and others. Yes. And basically, they do crowd work, and they talk to the audience and stuff like that. And your dad was a guy. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Because they have a running joke in each show where it's like, I'm going to go out for Halloween dressed as that guy. Or like, at least I'm not that guy. And they just pick someone random in the audience to put up on screen and my dad was that guy. Was so. he that guy they would dress up as or not like want to be that guy? Like, it's just it's just a punchline. It's like it's like bad insult comedy, but it's funny because it's like, oh, it's your dad. Or, oh, or even if you're not my dad, like, oh, it's just somebody who's with us on screen. That's funny. And you're like, oh, pick me, pick me. You know, if you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I, mean, I thought this was nice and charming. I wish I'd, I'd done a refresher on this one more than Crush, because I don't remember how much crowd work is actually involved here. Is it a lot? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a fair amount, like probably a third of the show from what I saw. Because, I mean, with Go something ahead. like this, I, that's what I thought about the Crush thing, too, is in my experience doing these shows, not at a park, like I'm not, I'm not Grace, but we just, I do a lot of these shows where it's like half-half, a scripted thing to laugh at versus crowd work, it ends up being mostly crowd work because what you will do with the audience is a billion times funnier than anything you have written. 
So, and I mean, that was basically my experience watching it too. It's like, I remember it's about a third crowd work and just pointing at people and stuff. Would you, would you go on it? No. Cause I don't like, I don't, okay. I just don't like this, that kind of show. I mean, I'm pretty picky about like real live comedians that I would see. And I don't particularly want to get like singled out because I think knowing what I know about how these shows are to perform, I would feel pressure to like perform as an audience member, regardless of whether I like, like the jokes or not, but like, you'd want to be a good audience member and I, that would not be relaxing or fun for me. So I, I think before we move on to the next one, list, we should just jump over to Turtle Talk with Crush because it's the same kind of premise of a ride, yes. you know? And I thought um, that it's yeah. bas- okay, go on, go on. Well, I was gonna say, it's just basically, it's literally like you're talking to Crush, and Crush is like, hey man, I'll answer your questions about turtles. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you gotta talk to Crush. Or if you're like me and you're have anxiety, you don't ask a question for Crush because you're worried he's gonna insult you because you were traumatized when you were a child. When you did the you, you can hear all that story on the Buzz Lightyear Starkman the Adventure Begins starring Tim Allen episode. Yes. I thought that <laughs> the turtle guy, the actor, did really well. I was very impressed by this. And I think it's the one one of the few videos that I didn't like click around very much because I was just like amazed by th- this whole concept and what I was seeing. And I think it kind of loses it towards the end when they introduce the new characters like the whale. And I'm like, I don't really care about these people. And it seems a little not like you're interacting just with crush. Suddenly you, there's a wall and you're watching a film happen, but really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I would say this is a very, this is what I was talking about to you either earlier or next week um, about with, this is what, the good like people the performers at disney world are where it's like you run to gaston and he'll talk to you like this or like the evil queen or like a princess and like they'll talk to you like this but it's so cool to have this here where it's like it's crush and it's not it's not a puppet of crush it's just crush who's hanging out here ready to talk to you have some conversations like that's so cool i also like that's fumed around crush and not like another character like you could easily do this with Dory, but it wouldn't be as good because, one, obviously, it's harder to do an Ellen impression than to do just a surfer dude. Yeah. But also, it's like, Crush is just like, yeah, I would want to talk. Dory wouldn't remember me. Crush talking to me. He's been 100 years old. He'd remember me. Yeah, cool. Like, you know. Yeah. I think it's, I agree. It is very cool. I remember this being cool as a kid. Yeah. Well, not my humor and really stressful, I think, if I were to go to it, but. Yeah, just like I said, it's impressive. What did you think of the Woody's Roundup Village? <laughs> that was hilarious because it just looks so bad. And <laughs> it's like they slapped Woody's name on a finish. <laughs> They're like, what do you do in the Wild West town? We got to add to my Peter. Just slap Woody's name on it. I don't like, care. I <laughs> That's and Goofy's just sitting there in a cowboy. I never feel bad about getting someone out on time. And especially because Grace jumped in so last minute. But I would have loved to know if she, like, even knew this existed because this was in Paris, <laughs> apparently. And it's just, like, a meet and greet in, like, a shack. And in the video we watched, it's, it's just, just Goofy it. just, like, sitting it's there. Goofy. <laughs> Not even a Toy Story character. It's Goofy. Well, I did read that they kind of, like, changed the branding because originally it was, like, just kind of a general meet and greet area. And then it became a Pixar thing. But yeah, it just, I don't know. Maybe this is a thing where it's, it's like, really if you love meeting characters, this would be a cool deal. But 
just it doesn't look like it and then the way it was filmed in paris where it's all <laughs> like rainy and you're just in the shack it's it looked pretty whatever it's, again, it's just like goofy <laughs> the camera fans over it's just goofy sitting there bored yeah very whatever all right then we got two monsters inc rides uh monsters inc mike and sully to the rescue and monsters inc ride and go seek they're kind of similar I think Ride and Go Seek is better, even though I don't understand the gamification of it at all. I don't understand how that works. Where it's like, you're using a flashlight to try to find monsters. I'm like, okay, but where's the scoring? How does this work? I don't get it. Yeah. Um, But Mike and Sully to the Rescue is just a dark ride that, like, you know, it retells the movie. It's like the most boring possible way to go about this. Whereas the Ride and Go Seek tells, like, a dumb story about Randall. I mean, it's a it's a dumb story. It's okay, because riots can't have dumb stories, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, Randall's back. He's trying to get Boo. At the end, they throw him in a trash compactor, and you get to watch him get crushed. And I really like that part. I thought that was really fun. <laughs> Watching Randall get crushed mm-hmm. and killed. That was fun. I was just thought the animatronics were way more impressive on the... Um, the Tokyo one, Ride and Go Seek. I, both of these, the animatronics, just did not do it for me. Especially compared to... The Buzz Ride, which I watched later on, that was amazing. It seemed so... It had so much depth with the animatronics, and this felt very much like you go to a tableau or like a diorama, and you kind of move by these things which are not surrounding you. Sure, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was just kind of whatever. I would agree with that. But you do get to see Randall get killed. Yeah, definitely, definitely a plus. Special time. Yeah. And... I think the last uh, thing that we... Wait, we got two left. We got two left. We got Nemo and Friends Sea Rider. Oh, okay. Which was the virtual simulator where you become a fish and Dory takes you around and there's a part of it that becomes traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> like all good rides where it's like someone's trying to eat you and it's basically just shaking the simulator the entire time. <laughs> And then Dory's like, wow, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> this over, was so fun to like... watch on a video because it looked so terrifying. Like, the screen is so large. This is a lot like Lightning McQueen's racing simulator where it's you're kind of in a... But this actually moves. You can see with the way the camera moves. Yeah. This is an actual simulator. This moves. Well, yeah, but I think it it is staged kind of like you're in a 360 room, you know. I don't think yeah. it's on a track. And, yeah, it was just it's just funny watching it filmed because it just looks like these people are in like a snow globe getting shaken up during the ride (laughs) (laughs) they should have had a part i i hear there are alternate rides right there are alternate paths we only watch one there's an alternate path that includes the touch pool from dory and i was like they should do that but use the tech they had on the bugs life where it was like kicking your butt they should do that on that (laughs) so you should get oh no And finally, but yeah, this was, this was so weird. <laughs> that just, I feel like the Sea Rider ride was so weird. I, I was, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm all right with it. I like a lot of these rides. I just don't understand them, and I expect other people do. But uh, it was a spectacle. Yep. And all right, were you ready to say what the last the one Pixar is? Pixar Play Parade. It is. Yeah, bugs just want to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bugs just want to have fun. <laughs> I, it's a parade. I, liked, I just I just liked the dancers. 
I liked when The Incredibles came out, and there's all the normal dance just come out the bobbleheads of The Incredibles. The Incredibles dance, and they just hear "Don't Stop Me Now" blaring a bad remix. The Incredibles were like the best dancers, though. They were like so with it. Like, I don't know how many they might do that multiple times a day, and that people get tired or whatever. But like the Incredibles people on their segways were just so like they were invested in those moves. I just also like them. I love the Slinky Dog, where Slinky's a part of the float, but then they just have a dude walking behind him as the butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that's great. I love that. Um, my other thing was I really liked Kevin, like Kevin and Russell. I liked that like person because there's like a person walking around as Kevin with a Russell attached to his back. So it's like Russell's walking around. It's like, come on, Mister Fredrickson. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's it looks like it looks legit. Yeah. Um, and I also just like Doug because Doug's cute. The, I mean, it's a parade. It's fun. I would not sit there the entire time because I never watch parades. But I don't know the the, the bad novelty song covers was really <laughs> really selling me on it. I feel like we're watching one of those Christian plays. The bugs just wanna have fun. So, do we have any final? I mean. I, so now we've talked about everything, haven't we? Unless we missed something? No, I think we talked about everything. Okay. Now, Mark, here's my question for you. That was going to pause it to Grace, but she's no longer here with us. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Um, sorry. Um, but, but if we were to pitch a Pixar ride, besides the obvious, where the fuck is the door ride? Where's the door ride? We need the door ride. What would you want for a ride? What? Based on the Pixar movie. I can only speak for myself. I just want a like, bigger roller coaster. And this might be fundamentally misunderstanding Disney. Because I did like look up a video of Space Mountain before I came on. Which is like supposedly one of the big ones. And it still wasn't exactly like the craziest coaster in the world. But I think that's what I want. Is just like a bigger more exciting coaster and what do you theme it around well yeah that's the question so i have to rack my brain about what the most you know okay you know what well now i have to like prepare my brain like a writer for a roller coaster because i'm trying to think of like big pixar moments but maybe that's going about it the wrong way so let me go through all of the pixar movies there's Cars, Cars is taken, Toy Story, I don't think you can do something based around the rocket at the end of Toy Story 1. I think that's just a launch ride. It's not like, yeah. it's not like a... I mean, like I'm, a I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about like a multiple loop coaster, something. I mean, the obvious answer, even though I already outruled it, was, you know, the door ride, right? You keep it as a suspended coaster, mm-hmm. like, um, you know what I mean, like one of those rides where you just sit underneath it. Yeah. You say you're sitting on the edge of the door, yeah. and... Do some crazy loops of it. Say Randall's chasing you. Yeah, or something. but you said that you couldn't do that for some reason. Yeah, because that's it's too easy. It's the obvious. I feel like that is the obvious answer. Well, that's what I want. Because it's so bizarre. They've never built it. It really is to me. Like leaving Monsters Inc. in two thousand one. I remember thinking that, mm-hmm. and yet they've still not done it for whatever reason. Well, I mean, that's that's basically what I've got. Um, why not? Because I just want a big ride. Uh, I mean. Well, I don't actually love a hanging coaster. Just, I mean, they're fine, and maybe I'm being a little too picky now. But, you know, 
why couldn't there be like a Wally themed ride, which is not what I want because I actually think that it's nice that Wally is kind of absent from the toyification of a lot of these these properties. But I just want a big coaster. Yeah. I would like Luca Land. And if not a land, I do think a water ride would make a lot of sense for that. Yeah. Maybe like a water ride where you're like you're riding it's a log flume, but it's like you're riding a bike, if that makes sense. So it's like you're on the bike and you go down this huge hill and then suddenly you're underwater but you're not underwater, you're in the water part of it, but you're still riding like the bike shaped thing. Mm-hmm. It's my spitball for Luca Land. Yeah. It's kind All of right. like they've done everything. It. It's just it kind of top like I I think my idea would be to make something like the Incredicoaster just with more stuff. But they've kind of already done that. I mean, so. I actually do think, and I was saying this for Incredicoaster, I think actually Inside Out does lend itself well to a coaster. Mm-hmm. For, like, the, the the production design in that film. Coco doesn't. I was trying to think, can you fit Coco in this? I don't think Coco... I think Coco, maybe you can put, like, a bit of a ride where you ride, like, the giant um, cat thing. Yeah. But, like, that's not really a roller coaster, I think. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard to fit a roller coaster into Coco. And I don't think Soul or Turning Red really opens them up themselves up to roller coasters either yeah i agree well what are you saying oh i was gonna say we should we wrap, should wrap it, up. it up all right so we have thank you for being here with our first year of the show everyone yeah holy cow thank you so much for being here for this very special <laughs> episode and yeah, yeah i guess i mean i guess so we i guess we've already done the what would we give this thing yeah a trip to disney world oh yeah a trip to disney world or Disneyland Paris. Uh, yeah, I would give I would give Disneyland Paris a trip to Disney World so they can like get some sun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just feel ba- I feel bad Great. for their online POV enthusiasts. <laughs> They're trying so hard. What is our next episode gonna be about, Danny? We alluded to it earlier, but we have a episode coming. Our next week is two shorts. We've already recorded the episode. I don't want to sound too negative towards something that's not coming out for a week, but I would not recommend getting too excited about this episode. But it's okay, because Toy Story 3 is right after it. Yeah. But the episode is going to be... Mark's like, Danny, don't fucking say that. We want them to come back here next week. I mean, I don't know. I think I think next episode is going to have more technical issues than this episode had. But <laughs> we might be able to true. cover it up. It's funny, on our most technically weird episodes, it makes me do more editing. And then I think they come out like marginally better because of that. I don't know. Mm. But anyway, we're talking about It's Tough to Be a Bug, the one ride we didn't talk about today, and which is more of a show is why. Which is funny that I pushed that over to that episode and not the parade. <laughs> it's like, the parade's a ride, but this is a show. <laughs> but anyway, um, but then we're also going to do a detour with a little short film called Leonardo from Jim Capabianco, who directed Your Friend the Rat. Yeah. We've already recorded that episode, so I know what's in it. It's it's done, but you'll you'll get it a week from now. Yes. Have fun with that. Have fun. But yeah. Now, let's yeah. read the credits. Wow, I was I was sending so many things to Grace at the start that I didn't actually open our main Pixar document. Mark, you have to start the credits. I'm not allowed to start. I know. The rules. Okay, looking for the ocean. It's produced by me and also Danny Vincent. It's the show is edited by Mark Young. Original artwork that was designed by Sarah Knopf. You can follow us on social media at Facebook at Looking for the Ocean, Instagram at Looking for Looking for the Ocean Pod, and Twitter at Pixar Journey.
and on our website, bookingfortheoceanpixar.podbean.com. Oh, I'm going down a roller coaster, and that's the concept for these credits, which I'm starting now, is you can follow me on markyoungperformer.com, and it also has my socials. That's me on a roller coaster. Please keep your arms, hands, and legs inside the podcast at all times. And speaking of where you can keep your arms, legs, and things inside of, you can follow me, Danny, on Flutterbox. Oh my. And listen to our podcast, The Snuff Club, where we talk about movies that the most Oscar noms and no wins. Yeah, you don't have arms on the internet. We'll see you next time. Bye.